the battle we have between the flesh and the spirit. And we're going to get in going down to verse 17 of Romans 8 chapters. Everybody with me? If you're not there, say hold on. All right. Praise the Lord. The word of God says this is the King uh, James Version reads here that Romans 8 chapter verse 17 to 30 says, And if children then heirs of God and join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption and the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves, somebody say me, also which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. For we are saved, somebody say hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet he hope for? But if we hope for what we see, not then do we with patience wait for it. Tell somebody to wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that in all things work together for the good to them to, that love the Lord, to them who are called according to his purpose. From whom did he foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. Somebody say his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. I'm going to take my time this morning dealing with the topic of hope is expectation. What is yours? There's a movie I like. It's corny. Not a lot of people like it, but I love it. Watch it like maybe monthly. It's called The Princess Bride. Some of y'all seen it. It's all right, though. Anytime you want to watch it, let me know. I'll let you borrow my DVD. And the movie to me is about this, this pirate who, who be, in the beginning of the movie was just a servant that fell in love with this girl, and all he could say is, as you wish. But he was loving her, and, and, and his love was his hope that I'm going to go off. Because I love you so much, but my intent is to come back and to marry you. So he had a hope. He had an expectation to come back to his one and true love. But yet through this whole time, about seven years goes through, this man is lost. He assumes he is dead, but yet hope is still not lost. He comes back and, and he realizes that she has given up on him. He's feeling because she's about to marry Prince Humperdinck. And, and, and so he's upset. And then she thought hope was lost, but when she pushes him down this hill and he says, as you wish, she realized that it was her cherished love. And yet 
the prince is killing this man, is trying to kill him because he fears him from ruining his kingdom. And so he's half dead. He's half dead in the movie. Y'all, it's a movie. He's half dead. And so they're trying to revive him because he meets other friends that, are, that want to take over the king and, and this tyrant, get rid of him. And so they're trying to find out how can they bring him back to life. So they go to this wizard. And this wizard says, if only he has a good reason for living, he will live. And so he puts this little peel in him and asks him, why do you want to live? And he says, true love. And so he wants to live for a true love. His reason for holding on was true love. His hope was based on true love. He went through all that he had for true love because he loved the woman. He went through hardship. He went through pain. He went through being on a pirate ship and being taken hostage. He went through all that for his true love. I want you to understand that you might have a true love in your life. And that true love may not necessarily be a woman or that man in your life, but it may be that career you're going after. You, you know, all my life I wanted to be a doctor. All my life I wanted to be a lawyer. All my life I wanted to go to college. And you, you have that idea. And so, therefore, you might go through some trials or some tribulations. But you got to have hope. Hope is expectation. You're not, are you with me here? You see here, Paul talks about it here in Romans 8 chapter saying, what is hope if you see it? For well, that's not hope at all. But yet, hope is this. Look at verse 25. But if we hope for what we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Means with patience I'll wait for it. Means this, that waiting this. Why am I waiting? I'm waiting because I believe God will bring me through. I believe that God will deliver me. Uh, and, and the word here, patience, in the Greek, is, is basically translates to the word of perseverance, which means this, I will undergo hardship and suffering, and I will patiently wait through this hardship and suffering, knowing my Redeemer still is. I was asked some help this morning. You see, I, 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 I'm not talking about how you just patiently waiting to get your autograph or, or get you your, some, your meal in line because you already paid for, you know what's coming. But I'm talking about you don't know when it's going to come. You don't know when you're going to be relieved. You don't know what time or what time of day. But you said, Lord, I'm willing to hold out. So, you see here, Paul's encouraging us to look. I, I know you're going through trials and tribulations. Why? I, I, how, how do I know? Because I'm going through it myself. I, I, I'm not going to act like I'm better than you, that I'm, I'm better off than you. If you just need a little help, just turn back to the previous chapter, Romans 7 chapter. Paul says that when I want to do good, evil's all around me, that I, I want to do right, but evil's trying to get me. But wretched soul am I, but I'm glad he doesn't stop there. But he said, glory be to God. See, he knew that I know I'm going through some stuff in my life. I know that I can't do it on my own, but I'm glad that Jesus, I'm glad that Jesus came bring me through. So we got to keep on living for Jesus. You see here that, that, that I want you to catch this, that, that just as we will receive Jesus' glory, guess what? We are going to go through some of his suffering. But I'm glad that there's a blessing in suffering. Jesus tells this in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, chapter, verse 12. He said, Blessed are ye who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for great is your reward in heaven, because they persecuted the prophets before you. Guess what? They talked about people before you. They're going to talk about people after you. So guess what? While you're living, they're still going to talk about you. 
So who are you to say you can't talk about me? They talked about the king, the Messiah, Jesus Christ himself. They tried to stone him before time, but the only time they got him because Jesus said, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done. Only because Jesus says to your spirit, Lord, I commit your hands. Only because Jesus allowed them. Why? Because he loved us. So, so we got to keep focus. That our hope is this, that I know that Christ is going to come back again. I know that, that he's going to come and I'll be changed to be made like him. But while I'm waiting on my change, I still got to change on the inside. I still got to change my character. I got to still change the choices that I make. I still got to change. I, I realize that my body is suffering and groaning like birth pains. Why? Because this body is dying. Tell somebody your body is dying. Tell somebody your body is dying. They probably don't want to hear, but gonna, they might be dealing with some serious illness or ailments in the body. But guess what? Your body's decaying daily. If you need some help, go and dust your house. You know what? You're dusting your own skin because it's falling off of your daily. Stuff's dying on our body. This body will not last. But yet, I'm glad that we'll be changed in a twinkling of an eye with an eternal body. But yet, while we're waiting for our change to come, we are called to be disciples of Christ. What does it mean to be a disciple? It means Jesus says, they will know you are my disciples, how you love one another. What do you mean, love one another? Uh, it's hard to love people that don't love you back. You're right. That's why Jesus said, love your enemies. Oh, what? Rewind. Hold up. Wait a minute. Love your enemies? Yes, love your enemies. Bless and curse. Wait a minute. Bless and curse not. They curse me. I got to tell them what's what. No, bless and curse not. Pray for those that persecute you. What, what, they're talking about me. They, they want to see me demise. They want to see me fall. But God, you want me to pray for their success? Are you serious? Yes, I want you to wait for your chains to come. Endure this hardship. Endure this pain. But trust that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I, I, I want you to follow me here. See, Paul's bringing it up here. See, hope gives us patience and encouragement and enthusiasm. Look at verse 21. It says this, that because the cre- creature itself is also so be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. I'm going to read that again because I don't think y'all caught that. I, I don't think you caught that. Somebody should have shouted when they heard that. Because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Oh, I, I don't know who I'm preaching to right now. I, I, I know myself. When I think about myself, like, Lord, I know I am blinded in sin because I am a slave to my flesh. Lord, there's times I want to please me more than I want to please you. There's times, God, I want to be all about Sam and put you on the back burner. But yet, Lord, I got to burn myself. I got to beat myself down for the flesh is weak. But the spirit is when I, I got to stay in prayer and realize, God, that you have a greater reward for me than what I'm trying to please myself with. I, I, I no longer are bondage to this flesh. I no longer can be enslaved in my mind. But instead, I always think of whatever is pure, whatever is honorable, anything worthy of virtue, anything worthy of your name, Lord, I will think of these things. I, I will take any thoughts, Father, that are not of you and bring them under subjection of Christ and hold them captivity. I, I will finally, my brother, put on the whole armor of God that I may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I realize that, God, I can't do it, but with you, Lord, ho, hallelujah, I can do it. Hope is expectation. What are yours? 
knowing that that tomorrow is coming. I understand you may not see tomorrow, but there is a tomorrow. What is a tomorrow? If you don't make it to tomorrow, guess what? Christ is still coming back again. You still need to get your life in order. And so, therefore, you should be encouraged knowing that in this world right now, things may not be the way I want them to be. My, my children may not be acting right. My husband and my wife are getting on my last nerves. My boss, I wish I could get rid of my boss. My co-workers, I wish they would move away from me. My neighbor across the street still putting their garbage in my, in my yard. I want to tell them about themselves. But instead of me saying what I can do, I said, Lord, show me how I can endure these trials and tribulations, how I can grow and be mature. Because, Lord, I'm expecting a change to come. I know I can't make things change, but, God, I'm glad that you call the world in your hands. You own the cattle on Thousand Hill. So, God, if you call me an heir to your kingdom, you call me your child, you adopted me, that makes me a part of your family. So, guess what? God, whatever is yours is mine. Hallelujah. So you can realize this, that people may talk about you and talk about you bad, real bad. But guess what? You can say, but if God calls me righteous, he calls me his son. You call me every name but a child of God, but I'm glad that he knew my name before you even knew who I was. I'm glad he knew my mama before you could talk about my mama. I'm glad that he gave me this job and wasn't you. So if you think you could take it away, guess what? God will give me another one. I ain't scared of you. I can endure this hardship because I know my God will step up and step right on in. What time? On time. He's never late for an appointment. He's right on time. Matter of fact, God shows up early asking you, what took you so long? I'm glad that he waits for us. Since God is a deliverer, my hope is built in him. Look at verse 28. I, I like how Paul writes this. He puts this as if you should know this already. He's writing and saying, look here, look here, I know y'all, y'all saints, y'all, y'all understand this. So those who may not know Christ may, may be hard for you to put this together, but we're going to work on this. Verse 28 says, and we know, he's like a matter of fact, I just like to ask, he's like a matter of fact, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to to his purpose. I got a lemon. Did everybody receive a lemon head this morning? See this, that God is working all things together for your favor. What are you talking about? All things means everything that happens in your life. I, I, I wish I had some help this morning. When your mama passed away when you were six years old, guess what? It was working out for your good. When your friend left you high and dry, guess what? It was working out for your good. When your brothers turned their back on you, guess what? It was working out for your good. I know it's hard for you to understand right now, but let me give you some biblical examples. There was a young boy named Joseph. He was a dreamer. Had great aspirations. I could see him being a little bit arrogant. Say, hey, brothers, mommy and daddy, you too. Y'all going to bow down to me one day. Troubled him. Hated him even more. 
They already hated him because he was the favorite of his father. Gave him a multicolor coat. Basically, he had Prada and Gucci while they had Boo Boo, not Fubu. And he was walking around real nice. And they was looking real bad. And so they was upset. Matter of fact, they was out working. He came out and told on them when they were not working. Makes you think he had a pampered life. But yet they said they put him in the pit, but their intent was to kill him. And, and they not only did he go into the pit from them, then they sold him into slavery. And he was in slavery. And then not even that, once he did get out of jail, out of slavery, he had somebody lie on him saying that she, he was trying to rape her. He goes back in jail. Then, then he comes out of jail and he becomes at an exalted place. And then finally his brothers see him about 15 to 20 years later. They don't recognize him, but he recognizes them. And they were scared of how he was going to punish them because their father has passed away. They figured, oh, since daddy's gone, he's probably going to get us back. But yet he said, well, God, what you meant for bad for me, God meant for good. I, I, I wish I wish you could see this here. He went through a whole gamut of life trials and tribulations, but through it all, he saw God because why? His hope was built on nothing less. He knew that God had a plan in my life. He showed it to me at a young age of this dream. I know my dream is going to come true. How many of you have a dream? Do you have an aspiration of, well, I know there's something greater in my life that God has for me. Guess what? God has a plan for your life. He made you for his glory. What does it mean he made me for his glory? He made you to make him happy. Well, how do I make my father happy? Well, he gave you the word of God to show you how to make him happy. But God, I don't understand your word. Well, read it. Oftentimes people say, I don't understand, but don't take the time to read. I had a, had a friend at school, uh, she was an instructor, Amanda Murray, and, and this is what she was saying. Reading is fundamental, and she will make you feel stupid sometimes, but she did it to educate you. I came to her, asked her a question, like, when is this? And she says, right here it says, in the paper that was in my hand. She pointed to it, she said, right here it says. And then she says, reading is fundamental. You got that? I'm like, okay, duh, you know. But yeah, she just broke it down. Look, reading is to your benefit. Don't wait on what somebody else is going to tell you. Read for yourself. Don't live off somebody else's hope. Where's your hope? And so we see that all things work together. Yes, all things. So limit has. Limit has my favorite candy. So y'all, y'all, if y'all not going to eat this, pass it back to me. But yet, when you eat a lemon head, the exterior is sour. It is sour. Now, it's not extremely sour. It won't make, make me, some of y'all might have a sensitive table. It may puck up your face. But it's sour on the outside. And I want you to understand that sometimes in life, you're going to have some sour exteriors. You're going to be dealing with some things on the outside that's going to make you bitter. Going to try to make you put up a hard shell. You know how some people soften the heart but play like they're bad? I was one of them. I walked around. I was the baddest man in class. Like, you can't beat me up, man. I was like the shortest one in my class. I didn't break 100 pounds in high school. Okay, so I let you know how small I was. And I'll come up to the biggest boy. You can't beat me up, man. Hit him and run. See, see, I, I, I was trying to put, let the world harden me and break me down. I showing the love of Christ. But yet, when you get to the center of the lemon head, it's sweet. And I can see God. Taking us when we're lemon heads. And he's working on us. Getting off that exterior bitterness and sour. 
Maybe it might be hatred and malice in your life. Maybe it might be a life of disappointment. But God said, guess what? I put something that's sweet inside of you. Will you call Jesus Christ as your Lord and say, well, guess what? I got something sweet inside. And I tell you what, I know there's something sweet in those lemon heads that I don't suck on them. I just bite right on into them. Because I know I want to get straight to the sweetness. But sometimes in life, I just got to hold on through the bitterness. I got to patiently wait, hoping, knowing that God is going to bring me through. So when I get those sourness in my life, when I, people might be some limits. My job might be some limits. My marriage might be some limits. But guess what I can do with these limits? I can take them to God, and God can make some lemonade. Why? Because God works all things together for his good, who are, who are called according to his purpose. Those that love him, do you cast that? He'll take all the sourness and the bitterness, the life appointments in your life, and you can just say, God, I expect more. Do you expect more in your life? Do you ever wake up and say, this is as good as it gets? Have you ever woke up and said, it can't get any better than this? If you have reached that point, please write a book and let, and let us sell it. We're going to see what, how many people buy. I'm telling you, every day people wake up, they want more in life. Why does, why does all the computer companies like Bill Gates, right? why does he keep on making new stuff to make more money? To make more stuff. Why? Because we don't, we're not satisfied how fast this computer We want it faster. So Bill Gates said, okay. Make some more stuff. We make some more money. We always want stuff faster. Why do we have so many grocery stores, so many department stores? Why do we want it faster? If this one's too far away, I go to this one. It's more convenient. But yet God's saying, look, I know you want instant gratification, but I can give you eternal satisfaction if you can just wait on me. I, I know you don't see it right now. I know you can't touch it right now, but yet just hold on to my unchanging hand because I'm working on you. I'm forming you. Who's he forming us into? Look at verse 29. And it says, for whom he did foreknew, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. You understand that God is building you up? And tearing you down so you'll be like his son. He doesn't want you to be a bastard, a person without a father. You look at Hebrews 12, child, maybe woke some people up, but it's in the Bible. It says he doesn't treat us like bastards, but he treats us like a father because he calls us his son. He chastises us. He, he, he lets us know when we're doing wrong and, and when we're doing right. And he wants us to grow, to be his son. The word in there, adoption, what it means to be adopted means that you're not a stepson. You're not half mine. You're all mine. See, God is claiming us, but we don't want to claim him. But yet when we claim him and he claims, he'll claim us as his own, he will build us up. And he says, look, I, I know you're having problems over here in your life. Just wait. I'm helping you get rid of this. You see, you see, that, that's why I'm showing you. They, they know good. Don't trust them anymore. It's all right. It's all, I know it's hurting you right now. That's right. But you're waiting for your change to come. Or I know you're in this relationship and you thought this was the one. Mm. You spent all this time with this person thinking this was it, but are you trusting me? I, I want you to hold on just a little bit longer. Just trust me. Just trust me, and you will see that hope is on the way. See, God is forming us, and all we need to do is just trust and obey. Do all that you can do and stand, expecting God to come through. Have you made up your mind? 
Because when you make up your mind, this is when Paul gets excited. Look at verse 31. What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And, and, and see, he's letting you know that we are more than conquerors. So therefore, if God is for us, who can be against us? See, I want you to understand that when your hope is, is in God, that you're trusting God to bring you through whatever life situations you're going to. You're knowing that Jesus is going to come back again. So one day you will be changed. There'll be no more pain and no more suffering. But yes, your body right now is decaying. Your body right now is still suffering. Sin is still trying to creep in to your life. But yet God is telling you just to hold on and wait. Endure patiently. Because why? You are still placed your hope in me. So therefore I will never let you down. He, he got so excited, he told, he told Moses, he says, look, 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 I will never leave you nor forsake you. And, and then he let Moses know that when Moses passed away, he told Joshua, just as I told Moses, <laughs> I will never leave you nor forsake you. I know Joshua's passed away too, but guess what? God still said it to you in your life. I will never leave you nor forsake you. His word is forever true. So what is your hope based on now? What are you expecting is a hope placed in God, expecting him, Lord, I know through this trials and tribulations, through all the lemons I'm getting in my life, God, I'll give them to you for you to put them together and make lemonade. That cool, refreshing drink. Hope is expectation. What are yours? Jesus is coming back again. And he's coming back for those who call him Lord and Savior. But if you may have no hope for what's going to happen for your eternal life, if you have not placed your hope in Jesus, as the songs of him says, my hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ, his righteousness. I dare not touch the sweetest frame, but Jesus Christ, his holy name on Christ. The solid rock I stand, all of the ground is sinking sand, all of the ground is sinking sand. Just think about that now. If you don't know Christ, you have no hope. Hope is expectation. What do you expect? Are you expecting to see him again? Are you expecting to see him for eternity? Are you expecting a better life tomorrow? Are you expecting something greater? Well, place your hope. On nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, right now, right now, if you have not confessed Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, here's your opportunity right now. God knows your heart. He says you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and risen from the grave, that you shall be saved. So if that's you, I want to lead you in this prayer. I want to lead you in this prayer. Just repeat after me saying, dear Lord Jesus, that's right. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins and that you did raise again from the grave on the third day. And Father, I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. And Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. Still with every head bowed, every eyes closed. If that's you, you pray that prayer for the first time. Raise your hand. No one's looking but me. God bless you. God bless you. If that's you, if that's you, God bless you. God bless you. 
and have another prayer. If you're looking for a church home and, you, and you're looking for a place to grow, a place to be discipled, a place to add on to this community and help God build up his kingdom on earth, you're looking for a local church home, Zion is our prayers to pray with you that this is your home. So here's our prayer for you. Please pray with us. God, right now, if Zion is that place, Lord, that, is t- that I can come to grow, to mature, to be the awesome man and woman of God you call me to be, that I can go out into this dying world and let them know that there is a hope, and the hope can be placed in Jesus, and Jesus can give them a better tomorrow. He can give them life and give it life more abundant. Lord, I pray I join today and join this church and worship you, God, in spirit and in truth. Let church say amen. Amen. May we stand in the 